hiatus. Sorry about that, listeners. We were traveling. We had some shit to do. But we're back. (laughs) But we are back. And it's like, nothing's really changed, if you think about it. Because Yellowstone is relevant again. Uh, U.S. soccer. Kind of, like relevant for like ten more minutes, and, <laughs> and Shock Top Pretzel is back. In I know, and we did that. Who knew? Who knew? Um, yes, except for Michael and I are like a season behind on Yellowstone, so no spoilers, please. But you're watching. That's yes, an upgrade from where we were. I know. I know. We have been watching a lot of TV now that we're not on the road every weekend. I think that Michael and I had like over 10 weddings this year to go to. Did you really? And all but one was out of state. And so that's been, and they've all been like close friends where either they were in our wedding or they're people that like, we wouldn't want to miss their wedding or family members. And so it's been like the craziest year and we've been all over the place for that. Um, But not as cool as your travels. We're like coming off of your peak wedding years, but Michael's a baby. You guys are just younger in general, so you might well, be hitting like your wedding prime. Let's not. I younger is generous. I actually couldn't remember how old I was yesterday, and we had to like do the math. But yes, um, I don't think that we'll have as many weddings ever again in one year. Yeah. Like I think pretty much most of our friends, with the exception of like a maybe a handful, and family members are married now. So I think we're in the clear for next year. But like, holy shit, it was a whirlwind of a year. No kid, are you feeling, uh, for the listeners, happy birthday, Natalie. One oh, thank you. day delayed. How are you feeling today? Feeling older? A little creaky? No, actually, I did feel really like out of it today when I woke up. And I didn't even drink that much yesterday. I had two glasses of wine at dinner at like 5.30 p.m. But yeah, maybe that's just what 33 will do to you. So, um, but today I had a nice day. I had a pretty slow day at work. And then I went and got a facial and massage to little treat yourself Ooh. on your birthday type thing. So I'm feeling pretty good. And then I got You're to go pick it? out my beer. Yeah. You know, right? That sounds, I've never had a facial. If you have an Aveda, like school next to you. Uh-huh. Um, you can get them, they're cheaper there and it, cause it's like the students doing it. And I feel like they're just as good as like going to a place that's full price because it's somebody that's graduated school. Well, heard it here first. Listener tips. Girls who drink beer tip for you. Beauty tips. We're getting into the beauty business now. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> like that one to you. <laughs> oh man. But I and we're from the new house. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. And it mixed studio. in there, sprinkled in there. We decided to move really quickly. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of like the last six months. Like, I don't I feel like we haven't had any time at home really until like the last weekend. Um, and so now we're just like bumps at a log, like trying not mm-hmm. to do anything. So it's been it's been nice, though. It's the perfect time of year for that. Bumps on a log. We are going to dive into it today with a little holiday cheer for the listeners at home. A little taste of Christmas. Yep. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, it's the most. We got the movies. We got the songs. We got the bevies. We got the snacks. We got the fireplace. We got the Christmas tree. Does the the Christmas have a fireplace? It's got three. You have three fireplaces? What yeah. are you? <laughs> I had to count in my head because I was about to say it only has two, but it has three. So, 
Yes, I don't want to brag because like fires for days. He's even up here just wiggling. Like, did she say she's got three fireplaces for night? I think he's on his way over. Well, I didn't even realize this until like five minutes ago, but Porter's in here. He's in here too? Uh, families who pod together. Like, our house has like a formal living room and then like a family room that connect with by a wall. And there's a gas fireplace that's both rooms. So mm. like it's yep yeah so, so you that as one or two it's two they have like their own like faces on them that is one fire you're I don't um this isn't gonna be up for debate okay well, their own faces sharing the same chimney yes hmm we'll have to take a poll listeners at home <laughs> and then and then we have one in our basement as well that shares its own chimney sounds like money sounds like privilege. <laughs> Fireplace privilege. You heard it here first. Gas or wood? Uh, the one in the basement's wood. The one, the two in our living rooms are gas, which is nice. Mike's not having to like chop a bunch of wood. Yeah. Carry it, be cold, carry it in out of the house. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cozy. It's cozy. Here. Sounds like a lovely setup. Forty, you went on your honeymoon, so I feel like that's pretty notable. Honeymoon round two. Let me tell you, would highly recommend, in addition to honeymoon round one, free from wedding stress, a little more time on your hands, a little more time to just plan solely (laughs) for the honeymoon. So yes, we went to Italy. It was lovely, lovely. Florence, Rome, Sorrento, a hot take, don't need to go back to Rome. Food was great. Uh, just Rome, Rome's a vibe. Rome is Rome's a tourist destination uh, at the, like, yeah. the highest degree. So glad we saw it. Colosseum was awesome. Vatican was awesome. All the th- like things were awesome, but don't need to go back. Yeah, Tus- yeah. I I would I agree with that sentiment. I would probably go back maybe once more, but like not top of my list of yeah. Italian destinations. Yeah. Uh, Tuscany is totally our vibe. Just mm. like wine country, food country, state country. Oh, the people were cool. It was just everything about Tuscan or like Florence we loved. And then Sorrento was like right there on the water. So you got coastal vibes. You have, we went on the, like the Amalfi sightseeing, which was gorgeous. Did all of the very touristy gotta do it things. And had a great time. Would probably go back. The thing about going south, like that coast of Italy, it's just really hard to get to. So barely um, made it out. Italy traffic control went on strike like 10 minutes after our plane took off. <sighs> Had to take like a 4 a.m. car ride from Sorrento to Rome because our Naples flight got canceled last minute. So it was an adventure. But, you know, every relationship needs that kind of stress and pressure to like really come out stronger. So now we have that under her belt and uh, yeah, it was a good time. That is so funny, Courtney. Um, I'm glad you guys made it out, but that is very stressful. If you want to talk about privilege, talk about taking two honeymoons, which we also did, but I do think that that's a great also pro tip. If you can take like yeah. a little something right after the wedding, just to like get away, like a local trip. Was I think yeah. that, well, you guys stayed in the U S we did more local like driving. Um, 
and then do like a big one down the road where you're like not thinking about all the stress that you had, you know, planning a, a big party for everyone. So, um, but we had a similar situation on our honeymoon. The trains were on strike, uh, like to get plate, like the subways essentially in Paris, the train workers, oh, but yeah. Um, we had a stressful situation when we were driving um, in Nice, like on the coast of France, where um, you needed exact change at the uh, like the toll booths, and we only had dollar bills, and it was a, it was just a change receptacle, and like there's probably like ten lanes wide, one of them has like a person in it that's working was not the one that we were at. So we pull up to this thing. We don't have any change. It's like all we needed was like two quarters or like whatever the French equivalent of a quarter is. And we have like a $5 bill and we're just like, uh, so we're just like stopped where everyone else is just throwing their change and like going. So a line starts backing up behind us. We're pressing the button to like talk to the person to let them know like, hey, we have the money. We just don't have it in the right denomination. They don't speak any English. We don't speak any French. We sat there for like five minutes and cars were just like honking, like swerving around us, like pissed off. So we're just sitting there and like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, we can't, can't get out of our car. Like it's mad traffic both ways. This person has no idea what we're saying. So all of a sudden Michael like reaches in the, like the coin slot, like where extra coins would probably fall if you like put too much in. And there was just like a, a bunch of coins in there. He just takes them, like throws them all into like the chain receptacle gate pops open we're home free but like just like crazy shit like that i feel yeah. like happens when you're traveling abroad you're just like what are you supposed to do oh i know well we're technically i say we don't want to go back to rome but we technically might might not be able to because we might be still wanted so our final experience in rome was on our way to the train station and just say like, this is my first European anything. So I like there are things that I've never experienced in life, like all happening at once. One being the driving in Italy is something I just had to get slightly accustomed to. So the, like we get to Florence and we're just getting to our hotel and I am just like holding on for dear life. Like there is no way like we make it there, like without just hitting at least something. So I'm getting adjusted, getting adjusted. Finally, by the time we get to Rome, I'm like, okay, I trust. Like, this is just how it goes. Things go at a different speed. They know what they're doing. We're good. Fast forward to our taxi ride from our uh, hotel in Rome to the train station. And we jump in, we're cruising along. Next thing you know, boom we run into a lady on a scooter and oh. just smoke her. And so she is pinned between her scooter and my door. So I'm just like, and she's fine now. So I can say okay, this, but like, she's okay. But like, I'm just like staring at a lady against my window. Like what is going on? And so like, we have like, we come to a stop obviously and she's still pinned there. And so she, I think somebody like helps wiggle her loose while her foot's still on the gas. So then her scooter just takes off even more. So eventually she, eventually she gets stopped and like people are running to her and our taxi driver yells out something. I'm sure it's explicitives in Italian, jumps out of the car, goes to her. There's a lot of like yelling back and forth. Like they get her off the scooter. She seems fine. Like like no, it doesn't appear to be broken bones, no blood. Like yeah. So wow. that's good. But like 
what are we like we're in the back of the like the back of this taxi that's now in the middle of probably one of the more busy roads in Rome just getting flown by on both sides of us our luggage is in the back like trunk and we're like what do we do and we had already bought our train tickets so like we have like 40 minutes to get to like where we're going yeah yep, you so, gotta like, go yeah and so like a bunch of these people who do speak Italian were coming to the scene so like okay like we can't even speak like we are no good here we weren't driving the car so an executive decision was made. We jump out, we open the trunk, we take our luggage and we just like wave goodbye and like get in another taxi. But like, it felt so wrong. I like gave like a nice, like, sorry to the lady. Cause like, I, like, yeah. I kind of felt responsible even though I wasn't. So I don't know, we might be fleed or fled a scene of a crime in Rome, but. I feel you know. like he got in an accident while you're in his car. He can't ex- expect you to pay him for the well. trip. That's true. It almost hurt. We had not gone that far. So like maybe we owed him $3. So that was like a whole nother. I wasn't even thinking about that, but got other problems. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Sounds like an exciting trip. It was. And it was funny because we had just met a couple the day before who had, because we were on our way to Sorrento. And so we were asking them like things to do. They're like, oh, go to Capri and like, what we did was we did a Vespa like ride all around the coast of Capri. I always say, I want to say Capri. I'm back in America. I feel like I can say Capri. So it's like, no, it's really nice. It's like, but like, do you trust yourself on this thing? Like if you see people drive here and like, Oh no, like it was fine. Like it was like really chill. And after that, like, it's a sign. Like we are not getting on a scooter. We're not getting on a Vespa. It's not in the cards for us. We'll get on a boat and let someone else drive us. Like that sounds, that sounds way nicer. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I won't even get on a bird scooter. So no, no. Uh-uh. my coworker just ate it on a scooter, broke her wrist and like sprained her foot. And but a whole thing. Don't do it, guys. It's not worth it. No, I think everybody I know that's ridden one has like gotten in an accident on it. Like not like hitting a car or anything, but like similarly, like flipped off of it, like fell off of it. I tried to ride one once in San Antonio and it was like a pretty chill time of day. It was like a weekday at like 10 AM and we were trying to like ride to a brewery, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael just gets up and goes cause he like loves them and is really good at riding them. And I'm like terrified, like we're in the street. And so yeah. I'm like hitting the gas, like at like a 10%. So I'm like going like at the speed of a razor scooter. And like, right, it's like, using your foot as, like a kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, this like look on my face, just like, like, and like we made it like four blocks and I just like pulled over and was like, no, like I'll just walk or we'll get an Uber. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah. No, I am team. I'll use my feet. I don't, I don't trust myself. I have a bad track record of just like pushing and panicking and pushing the wrong things. We don't need that. No, no, definitely not. Um, so want to get your take on the craft beer scene in Italy. And I, I would say most of Europe that I've been to. Uh, not, not there, which is yeah. fine. Cause there's yeah. a craft wine scene and lean <laughs> in, lean in where you're good. So yes, I think we did have one beer on, believe it or not, a winery tour when we were in Florence because there was just some downtime. And the only thing available was, was a bottle of beer. And it was made in Florence. It was delicious. It was like an easy drinking, lovely yeah. beverage. That's one nice thing. It's like, you know what you're getting when you're over there. It's just going to be, it's going to be like pale. a Peroni. Yeah. yeah. It's very consistent. 
And sometimes you just need that. David did get like a few beers while we were there. And like, that was, that was the scene. You just knew exactly what you were ordering every time, which. Yes. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Like, I feel like I definitely drink more like mixed drinks and wine when we're in Europe. Um, mostly wine but i did like obviously like the beer that's like of like the areas so like belgium beers like they're not trying to be like brewery american you know like ipa that but they're just like solid like non-pilsner type beers but then like the pilsners over there like the beer moretti and the peroni and heineken even and all those like those are just solid like go-to european beers but i noticed like it was like a thing when we were there in 2016 that you'd see these like burger and beer restaurants that were like popping up everywhere. And you could tell that they were probably like either trying to like emulate what we have in the U S or maybe like trying to make spaces that tourists would want to go. And so we would try like the craft beer at different places. It was just like weak. Like it was like a light, light down version of like an IPA. But um, like you said, you're just more drinking wine and stuff there anyways. Yeah. 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 It was like, Oh, I can get like a liter of carafe of, local wine that was yeah like three dollars and i had to pay for water so yeah Yeah. yes yeah i know the wine is so cheap and so good like you don't get a hangover over there it's wild i this is gonna be i might cut this out tmi i am the most like i just my tummy i haven't figured it out i'm 34 Uh and like for the last however many years haven't figured my tummy out I came back more regular from Italy after a week of just eating whatever I wanted and drinking whatever, well, drinking whatever wine I wanted for 10 days. And my stomach hasn't been in better shape in like 12 years. You know why that is? Because it's like not processed and local and clean. Yeah, I know. I came back. We went directly to Whole Foods. We spent like $1,000 on groceries. We're like, (laughs) we're eating clean. And then- Four days later, I was like, kind of craving Thai food. And everything was out the window. It's still not as clean, though. Like, it's so fresh over there. Like, it's insane. Like, they – and they walk a lot. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can – anywhere in Europe, really. Like, their standards are just so much higher. I wish that we had that in the U.S. Because Mm -hmm. I think it makes food taste better, too. I can't deny anything you just said. (laughs) Speaking a lot of truth. But until then – I could, we could use like an athletic green sponsorship because <laughs> it's like two scoops a day. Keep the scaries away. Hmm, I've never tried it, but maybe I should, maybe if they sponsored this podcast, I would get into it. <laughs> yeah. We definitely need a sponsorship because otherwise it's like a car payment, but. Well, speaking of something to drink, should we get into our beers of the episode? We should. It's all for you. You asked. We're back. Darn it. In high demand. Nobody asked, but we are back. <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Etzler. Thank you for including us in your Spotify wrapped. Uh, yes. Actually, I have been asked by more than one person when yeah. we're going to record again. So the people want what they want. You can't fault them for that. No. Sorry to and keep waiting. I'm pretty excited about today's episode. I'm I'm a little mad at us that we didn't do one of these in October when all the fall beers were out. But that's okay. We always have yeah. 2023. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we're going to come back stronger in 2023. Like I've missed you. We need, like, we can be in more intentional. We have tw- 10 weddings behind us. Yes. 2023 is our year. Once a it month. It is. Once a month. I'm going to learn how to edit these. Oh, that too. <laughs> we're going to use, um, content that we do not have authorization to use as in like songs, 
send it. Yeah. So nobody cares. Come after us. I dare you. (laughs) But today we have a special holiday treat for you in many ways. We are going to be taste testing some holiday beers. And I can't wait to talk about the selections. Um, And then we're also going to be recapping what I would say is my favorite Christmas movie. And it might be a little bit problematic these days. Really? That's your okay. I it wasn't your take. It wasn't that. There were a few moments where I was like, probably wouldn't be allowed to say that. But also, mm-hmm. I feel like Tim Allen's so lovable in his character. Uh, I guess that maybe gave it away. We're going to be recapping the one, the only, the Santa Claus. Oh, the one, the only. Classic, classic Christmas movie, which I'm really <laughs> excited to do. Yeah. So it's a big, big day. I'm really curious to see which beers you flock to. If you picked like beers you've never seen, if you picked the classics, I I'm intrigued. I'm gonna go with the with the beginning. So I'm not gonna share I'm gonna I'll pull my first one out, but I'm gonna share my yes. strategy going into the beer store. Okay. So um I did more of the the first option that you presented was these are all beers that I've never had before. Okay. Um, I They had like a holiday display set up at Rishi's International Beverage in Grand Rapids, which is just my go-to for any anything beer-wise. And so I had some criteria that I was trying to meet. Um, one, obviously the label had to be holiday-themed, but then I also wanted the beer to be like holiday ingredients because I saw one that had like a Home Alone uh cover on it but the beer was just like an ipa it didn't have anything like christmasy in it so okay i picked some random ones uh my first one that i've got up here is a winter pills pure michigan where's my camera oh of course she had to start with the michigan beer so this is iconic for multiple reasons one because tim allen who we're going to talk about here in a little bit is the voice of pure Michigan ads. So <laughs> and this is like a pure Michigan sponsored or trademarked beer. And can we, can we use government is I thought pure Michigan was a whole governmental ad. You got your state of Michigan sponsoring beer. That's kind of uh, our, our uh, governor, big Gretch loves beer. Um, I mean, why not? It's like one beer. of our industries. Yeah. Um, so another reason this beer is iconic is because it's an Imperial Pilsner. Never heard of that before. Have you? Okay. So it's no. an imp- I need it's to from, look it up now. It's yeah. from shorts. So the can's really pretty. It's got like a kind of looks like a painting your grandma would have in their house, like just a winter scape with like snow and a spruce tree and a red card. It's very pretty. I and feel cold when I look at it, which is in a in a good way. Like I want to put mittens on. Yeah, it's just, it's nice. And honestly, just a light, all my beers are different types of beers too. But it's so funny too. So it's from Shorts, which they always have fun beers, but they have a Shorts Stories on the side. Oh, that's right up my alley. Let's go. One time we cut a shitload of three ice bricks out of Torch Lake to build a massive ice booth for a beer fest. Joe jumped a, a vintage Johnson ski he horse, 20 foot, and has... Ice skate on the last of the bergs in Elk Lake, which is another big lake in Michigan. We love winter. Forget hibernation. Once the snow falls, it's time to bust out the snowsuits, crack open a cold, pure Michigan winter, because you're ready for the season. Lovely. It doesn't say what the ingredients are, but I got to believe it's going to taste like a pine tree. So here we go. You know, I got my tasting glasses. Let me pour a little in there. It's 
almost, I'll say it's almost like a little green in color. It's got that uh, spruce in there. It smells great. It is, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's weird because, you know, Imperials, like, obviously have more alcohol content. Yeah. Which I don't even know how much alcohol content this is. I feel like it's lacking, like, data that should be on the beer can. <laughs> I have no idea. into the artwork and give us some facts. It's probably on, like, the box, but I just got the one can. Um, so it's it almost hits, like, a little, like, a very light pale ale on the front end, I think, because of probably all the alcohol in it and maybe the, the pine tree that I'm guessing is in the mix. Oops. <laughs> Did you see me just spill that? I just, you're only, I, you're on your first beer. And I know. This is weird. my first sip of alcohol today. No, it's good. It's light, but it's also like packs a punch. Um, and it definitely is like crispy with that spruce oh. flavoring. So um, I don't think I would drink more than one and I probably wouldn't buy it again. But like if Pilsners are your thing and you're wanting like a fun winter one, then I'd say this is a good beer for you. Love it. Put it in the book. Oh, I found some details. 7.3. So high. Oh. Higher than uh higher than low. I'll I'll give it that. It's a good, I mean, it's a good beer. Like it has a good, I'm gonna pour myself a little more. Uh rating? Okay. Should we do like a grading scale, like A to A to E <laughs> or F instead? Like B minus B plus. I kind of like that. I like I that like better. Letters, yeah. I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. We have our official girls who drink beer grading scale. We're going back to school with our A's through F's. And we got a B minus for our first holiday selection from shorts, our winter pills. Yes. All right. I am. I got it. Yeah. We're going to start here. We got a lot of flavors coming our way, so I'm excited. The order is going to be like, how do we, uh, how do we break this up? So <laughs> completely shot, and this might be the wrong choice. But we're going to start off with a Southern Tier, which is not my usual uh, Midwestern choice. This is from New York, actually. Southern Tier Brew Co. It's their limited frosted sugar cookie. Uh, what kind of beer? What kind of be it's an imperial ale, uh, as could be noted by the percentage that I just realized is six. <laughs> so, oh dang. Yeah, it's a, a very basic label. I will I will say it's not my favorite label of all time, but we do have some nice sugar cooking sugar cookies on the side. Um, their little story, if you will. <laughs> Gather around the fire with all your closest friends and cozy up to this delicious spectacle of pure sweetness that is sure to sprinkle your wintry days with joy. You won't believe it's beer and not a tin full of iced confections. Our frosted sugar cookie ale is full of soft and airy vanilla and cake notes iced to perfection. Happy holidays from ours to yours. So I think I'm about to get diabetes. That's what I think is about to happen. There is a real juxtaposition between the type of people that I imagine want a sweet beer and the type of people that also want an 8.6% beer and they're opposites. But who knows? I mean, I love sugar cookies. I do I like too. Beer. So here we and go. And also what's with just slapping an Imperial rating on everything these days? An Imperial <laughs> ale and Imperial Pilsner? Like I guess we're just handing those out like no big deal. Is there no integrity in our like, <laughs> beer labeling anymore? What is this? 
I'm really excited for you to try this. Um, but I have a I'm gonna guess that you're not gonna like it. All right, with the negativity off the bat. <laughs> oh yeah. Is it good? Actually, okay. So it tastes it tastes like a sweet beer would at the very beginning. Okay. I'll be honest. Compare it to another Unless sweet it beer. It's like a sugar cookie. It is slightly impressive. So wow. I'll give it that. Uh, let me get, take a little swig here. Yeah. Okay. After the third sip, it's too sweet. You need, it's good to try. It's an interesting beer. You almost need to order this and split it with four friends. Like, I don't even think you could drink the whole thing. Like, like a sample size. Yeah. Five ounces. Which is Michael going to run in the back of the room and grab a sample after every beer? Because that was the cutest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> I uh, just gave him the whole can. That works. <laughs> but yes, he might. Husbands, give our beers. <laughs> well, he was like, when I got home, he's like, I thought you guys were going to do an episode where we were on. I was like, we are going to do one. Do you want to join tonight? I was like, well, we're Ill, Ill prepared for that. We That'll be maybe the next episode. That'll be a fun one. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, 2023, guys, it's going to be a great year. So if Big I things. had to, I'll give, honestly, I'll give it a two five. I'll give it a two five. It's a, it's, we're going to need a letter rating from you, Courtney. Oh, shoot. You mixed it up on me already. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it a C minus. Ooh, that's I honestly, know. that's high. It's high? No, I mean, from what it's, is that? It's not, not enjoyable. I just can't drink it. Yeah. What, so what's another incredible. what's another sweet beer like i'm having trouble like a like a salted sweet caramel stout or something yeah, yeah okay okay yeah yeah so, i mean but you know what you're getting when you buy it so i can't can't knock it really okay well cool mm -hmm. all right all right next up all right <clears throat> we're gonna do my my two canned beers first and my other ones are bottles um another shorts we are in michigan um, it is called Exterior Illumination, and actually, it's the Shorts Brewery on there, and then it's got like string lights, uh, snow on the ground. But this is an American sour ale brewed with cranberries, black currants, and Northern Michigan blue spruce tips. I mean, those are it, the flavors. Does it get any more? Christmas than that. And it doesn't also do I don't have another percentage. I don't know if you could do some research while I'm opening her up here. It's uh it's it's like a peach color. It's kind of interesting. Lovely. All right. It smells sour. I really like sours, but like the mixing of the flavors, it's gonna be what's interesting. Honestly, like props to whoever brewed this. So I like sours. I don't like sours to be really fruity. I like them to be kind of dry. If that makes sense, like not sweet, I guess. <clears throat> and this is actually really good. So it's like cranberries obviously aren't super sweet. I don't know about black currants. I don't think they're very sweet either. So it hits like a very dry, like semi touch of fruit sour on the front. And then as you're like finishing your swallow is when you get like the, the Bruce blue spruce, like kind of a gin taste, not gin, but like, you know what I mean? Like the sprucey flavor it's it's good for if you like sours i would actually i would drink a glass a whole glass of this i'm gonna say for creativity and taste i'm giving this a b plus b plus better than average 
Yeah, I almost gave it an A minus, but no, it's it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a whole taster of this one while you're doing your beer. Next up, one I am very excited about because it is a local Indiana brewery that I have not tried yet. So this is from Black Dog Brewing Company, which is a very small, I researched today, if I'm being completely honest, it, completely honest. So very small brewery, Mooresville, Indiana, only has space to do about 600 gallons at a time and only sold essentially in like central Indiana. So uh, shout out to them. They opened up in May of 2020. So just Dang. shout out of keeping it alive and you made it this far, but I'm a sucker. We all know this for a good can. Oh. And <laughs> this is cousin Eddie's finest shitter is full uh, artwork on the front. So I, can't I really thought that was the name of the beer. <laughs> no. Luckily, it is not. does not have any shit. Sorry, we're going to have to be explicit again on this, in this yep. episode. That's okay. Uh, in its naming. But it does have Cousin. So this is Cousin Eddie's Blackberry Ale. Oh, that sounds good. Hopefully it's not sweet. I'm very excited. It's a 6%. Uh, so I can get behind that. We're going to... Ah, there it is. Cousin Eddie's blackberry ale oh yeah uh mm -hmm. is it sour at all it's got a little bit of like a bite at the very end but which is actually nice so my last beer was really sweet and one noted where this has a little bit of depth if you're also familiar with the indiana craft beer scene this reminds me a ton of um oak and barrels rat's wheat which is a Indie craft beer classic, one of the first to hit the scene, probably in 1990. But this is, hold on, let me let me go back for a second and see if it's still. I'm gonna give this a, I'm gonna give this a B. Hey, that's pretty good because it's still actually is it a B plus? Take another drink. I'm gonna give it a B plus. I'm gonna give it a B plus because for what like for being on the sweeter side, it is very well balanced and that's what you gotta have. Yeah, know. it's very enjoyable. I love the flavors. I I am just a big fan, and I'm a fan of the can. I'm a fan of the brewery, Black Dog Brew Co. Mooresville, Indiana. Check them out. I think they're onto something. It seems like a worthwhile purchase and a worthwhile trip. So shout out to them. That's amazing. I'm happy for you. Oh, and it says here, company beers donated to local farmers. Come on. Oh, let's go. So good. Let's go team. All right. Well, I'm happy. Is it a tall can? I can't tell. Sure is. Oh, nice. That's a good, good artwork. It's fantastic. There's only two beers I actually had to buy packs of. This is one of them. Don't regret this one. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Nice. Okay. My next one is a stout. That's not it. It is a well-known brewery, Abita. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. So it is the office party. Oh, stout. shoot. So it is brewed with cocoa nibs, cinnamon, vanilla, and nutmeg. Yum. It's not an imperial stout, which I was so happy about, um, which for me, it's kind of stout season right now. I love the dark beers in the winter. 
Um, so it's like a cute little logo. Um, it's like a Christmas sweater. You, I don't know if you can really see it, but the fact that it's office party is pretty funny. So it says, spice up your holiday mix and mingle with this best dress brew. Office Party is a holiday stout brewed with oats, pale caramel, and chocolate malts, and is hopped with Willamette hops. Generous amounts of cocoa nibs, cinnamon, vanilla, and nutmeg are added to infuse the spirit of the holidays in this limited release. So, here so we go. Uh, by all accounts, I feel like I should like this one. Yeah. Oh, that color. That looks warm. I feel like the cocoa is kind of a, kind of just out of left field in the flavor profile. Like the cinnamon, mm. vanilla, nutmeg is nice, but it's coming in with like a strong dark chocolate yeah. taste on the front end, which I like dark chocolate, but I, do, I feel like it's not mixing great with like the soft like vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg flavors. It's like one too many ingredients. Yeah, because like the the dark chocolate's like kind of a harsh flavor because it's like not super sweet. Um, I don't I don't love it honestly. Um, Freaking beat Bobby Flay when they like you know that new guy reaches for like that sixth like I'm gonna do crab and lobster. Yeah, like, no, gotta come on, trying too hard. It's not bad. It's not one that I would order again. Like at a restaurant or probably get I wouldn't get another. I wouldn't buy it at the store. Um. <clears throat> I've just had so many better porters and stouts that are flavored. So I think I'm going to give it a C minus. We're about Actually, honesty here. We're a show of integrity, you know? We are. I'm being honest. Not my yeah. favorite. Okay. Well, a beat of office party. Good effort. Good Good design. Good theme. I was excited. But yeah. Didn't live up to it. Okay. Well, I'm going to just take us for a ride with this next one, I think. So I think it's time. I am busting out. I don't know if you saw this where you were. We have what's called the Christmas pickle. <laughs> Natalie spits no. Out. <laughs> no. It is I did a not. dill pickle gose by Urban Artifact, which is a Cincinnati, Ohio brewery, which, by the way, I think I kind of want to maybe take a little like Cincinnati is only two hours from Indianapolis and they have a decent beer scene. This urban yes. artifact is like in an old church, like St. Chris, it looks very pretty. And now we got a pickle gose. Um, I will say I was first attracted to this beer by the can. It's a beautiful can. It's a, it's really pretty. It's almost like a matte white with very like cool modern artwork. Yeah, doodles, which is fun. It's very nice wintry scene of a church and a little town. And I've heard of them or yeah, artifacts I, before. Yeah, I think they've reviewed a. They they're mostly like tart beers and whatnot. Oh. So now we got a, a. I love pickles and I love beer. So I love sugar cookies and I love beer. That one wasn't as awesome. So now we're gonna mix it up. So the Christmas pickle. Uh, yeah, 4.3. So kind of going with that fruit beer scene. Yeah. Not that, not that strong, but let me see. Is that a light beer? Like what kind of beer is that? It's a goze. Am I oh, saying goza. It's a goza. Yeah. Sour. Goza. Goza. I feel goza. like goze is like pinkies up classier. <laughs> oh, well, cause we're really classy on this podcast. We, uh, <laughs> we are explicit or not. Okay. We do have a little write up. So. 
naughty or nice, our beloved pickle goze goes. What is it? Goza. Goza. Let me start over. Naughty or nice, our beloved pickle goza is ready to be unwrapped and enjoyed this holiday season. The light and refreshing taste of cucumber and dill make the perfect pairing for all the heavy holiday feasts to be had. Pickle is brewed with 1,000 pounds of cucumbers, 11 pounds of sea salt, three pounds of fresh dill, and 450 grams of coriander for 30 barrel batch. Oh, that is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, so I'm just hoping it doesn't taste like dill, like just like the, like I hope it's like dill, like pickled vinegary dill, not just like straight up dill. Getting nice to the water. Cucumber oh. really threw me off, and then I remembered that that's what a pickle is. <laughs> oh, and shout out to the Christmas tree with a dill pickle on top for the star. Oh, cute! Because the pickle's like a thing. Pickle ornaments and stuff. Is it? Yeah, like hide the pickle. It's like a thing. It's a Christmas tradition. While you're trying it, I'll look it up. Um, Okay, so the pickle is like an ornament that people hang on their tree. And on Christmas morning, the first person to find the pickle on the tree gets an extra present from Santa. Uh, in. That will yes. be a reused family tradition. That's amazing. <laughs> My mouth is watering just like anticipating. What'd you say? I just, like, you smell pickle when you bring it up. You taste pickle. It is just the a very unique experience. That's how I'm going to start off with explaining this. Is it just tastes like you're drinking? I've had this. Not, I've not had this before, but you know exactly what it reminds me of. Have you ever had a dill pickle and peanut butter sandwich? No. It tastes like a liquefied dill picker, dill pickle, peanut butter sandwich, and I'm not mad about it. I'm weirdly enjoying this. They, I've seen a dill pickle like seltzer before at like a bar or something, and I'm like. That just sounds disgusting, but I would try it. Would you drink a whole? Could you drink the whole can? I think I can. I also had to buy a six. This is only six packs. I'm glad I don't need it. <laughs> That's dedication. I would have saw that it only came in a six pack and moved on to something else. And you know what? There was back in the day, Finley, Ohio days. I don't know if was the half price sushi at the mall still a thing when you were there. I know. Uh, yeah, it probably was. I never went to that restaurant. I guess um, I went there like one time. You're too classy. It was a great no, time. No, we went to like a place across the street that like got like what was like our favorite oh, yeah. sushi place. And then it got like shut down by the health department temporarily. Yeah. So. You know, what's health? But the, the reason I bring it up, there was always these old guys in the corner and they would just get Miller Lite and a bunch <laughs> of olives and just like put a bunch of olives in their Miller Lite. Yeah. And we were like, one day, we were like, okay, it must not be awful. Let's try it. And it, it there's a little something about a little salt in your beer. It's I've done me. that before. I just, like, I just can't decide where I'm going to rate this because I cannot compare it to any other thing, especially these sweet beers that I've just had. Would you drink a whole, you drink a whole can? I would drink a whole can. You can't eat it with snacks. I will say that. That's its only downfall. Like, I can't eat this with Pretzels and beer cheese, because I already have my salty snack in my... What about with a dessert? Yeah, like pair it with like a nice, I don't know, little cake pop. (laughs) And pickles. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a B plus as well. It is... Wow. it 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 is great if you're into this. And I'm into it. I am shocked. I need to go out and find it. If I could. I bet I could. We have Urban Artifact. Yeah. 
They're not okay. that small. Good, good job. Christmas pickle. Did not know what to expect. It is a Christmas pickle. Oh my goodness. All right. My last one. I am a little nervous about this because it's not the style of beer I normally like. So it's a Bell's Brewery. And it's a brand new beer that they just came out with. And it's the holiday, old-fashioned holiday. Oh. And it's like, uh, the label's really cute. It's kind of like a mid-century modern vibe with like an old-fashioned and some ornaments in the background. So it's a bourbon barrel-aged scotch ale, which is why I'm nervous because that's not my vibe at all. But it says with orange peel and cherry. So I'm imagining it tastes like uh, old-fashioned, which I do love old-fashioned. In beer form. It smells just like a bourbon barrel-aged beer. Do you have a percentage? Um, You'd think it would be on there. It's on there. 10.8. There it is. There's oh, a I'll be taking beer. just a second. Nice. <laughs> so the back says, call us old-fashioned, but we like to have special brews for special times of the year. We aged our Christmas ale in bourbon barrels and added dried cherry and orange peel. This winter warmer invokes classic flavors of the season and is perfect to sit by the fireplace or fireplaces or put the cellar, put in the cellar for celebrations to come. Um, one of the reasons I bought this too is because we still have our beer map, which we are dedicated to only putting Michigan beer caps in and everybody switched to cans except for bells. And anybody that is still in bottles only has like one top. It's like their logo, but bells, every beer has its own matching top. So anytime I see a new bells beer that's in a bottle, we buy it for our beer map. So this one's really cute. At home who can't see what she's showing me. There's a cute little old fashioned on the beer cap. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. That's why Michael had to come in and open them. So we didn't bend it. All right. Here goes nothing. Dedication. Yeah. Did you watch? I feel like you need a fresh palette for that. Uh Oh, Oh no. No one's coming back up. No. It's uh <laughs> it's like syrup because it's so alcoholic. Um I, I think if you were into bourbon barrel aged ales, which are which this is like obviously I'm not gonna give it a great rating because that's not my type of beer, you'd it'd probably be good. When I swallowed it, I got really did get the orange on the back end. So like they nailed the flavors, but the barrel age part of it is overtaking everything. Just tastes like a barrel. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's an e- it's an F. Oh, wow, our first F. <laughs> dun, dun. We need a sound effect. I know. You Not that one. one. Nope. I can't even hear him. <laughs> so I'll have to edit that in. <laughs> I don't think I can this take is, another drink just to validate. Bourbon barrel ale in a while. No, but I almost is that your fourth one? Because I almost bought one. They had a Christmas one at the store. It was a peppermint porter, barrel aged, and I was like, "Oh, I should get that because I love peppermint like mochas." But I, I didn't grab it. Yeah, I was just, just curious if that had a similar vibe. But that's, uh, but yeah, that's. Let's just move. Let's keep it moving on that one. Fair enough. Okay, I have. Well, I technically have two more, but I might just do one. We'll see where life takes us. All right, so we have Hoppin' Frog. Frosted Frog Christmas Ale. Frosted Frog? Frosted Frog. Okay, I mean, that looks like somebody made that logo on, like, paint. Wh- word art and paint? <laughs> yes. So, like, absolute 
F for King. Like, it's almost so bad. Almost a day because it's like, did they mean for it to look like that? <laughs> well, all of their, if you, yeah, like all of their stuff does have this vibe, like word That's art. Hilarious. Vibe. So it's respectable almost, but it's a uh, brewed with cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. Oh. Maybe that's our new rule. Like, keep it to three key ingredients and under. Once you go past that, too much. Yeah. Yeah, because the sour, which is my favorite, was three. Yeah, but Hop and Frog Brewery out of Akron, Ohio. Oh. A little shout out to some Ohio roots. Wow. Eight, six. Where are these coming from? Why? What kind of beer is it? It's just an ale. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it has to be something... Brown ale, spiced brown ale. I mean, brown ales are usually in like the six percent range, so maybe so nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, here's their little jazzeroo on the can because we love the we love some can stories. So the essence of Christmas is captured in this very can you are holding. Ooh. Perfectly blended spices complement frosted frogs' rich malt flavors, creating the ultimate Christmas experiment experience. Celebrate the holidays as you savor this very special seasonal offering. Awesome. We have a very jazzed out uh, word art frog from Akron, Ohio. Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) It was a good one. Whoa. That is cinnamon. I was that not is expecting. Is it like cinnamon, like a cinnamon bun, or is it cinnamon like a red hot? Cinnamon like a cinnamon bun. Oh, that's a good cinnamon. This is a cinnamon bun in a can. Is it delish? Uh, what's the brewery called? Hop and Frog. Hop and Frog. Okay. Oh wow, it's just a lot. It's, and I know I just gave a pickle beer a B plus here and be like, Courtney. It's a lot, but it is like it's all, it's too much cinnamon for me. I feel like my stomach's gonna hurt. In is it sweet? It's on the sweeter side. That makes it's, sense. It's sweet and it's very okay. Yeah, nope. This one's gonna have. Oh man, I really thought this was gonna be like my because I got kind of weird. Like let's admit, I got weird. I got a raspberry ale. I got a pickle ale. I got a frosted sugar cookie, and I thought this was gonna be like quintessential like. Yeah, beer, and it's too much. C minus. Oh, that's too bad. (sighs) Well, that was fun though. This one was expensive. This was like a six dollar can. Jeez, op. It's not even big. And the carrot is shitty. And the yeah, what is that about? (laughs) No offense, Hoppin' Frog. I know. I have to try some other stuff of yours. I'm not. I'm not done with you, Frog. But so. What so I didn't grab my favorite Christmas beer, which is an Ohio brewery, which you know I hate to admit that Great Lakes, Great Lakes Christmas Ale. There's no better Christmas ale. In in, in are you going to say that there is? No, 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 no. Oh. Well, that's why I thought maybe you were going to go for the classics. If you were going to bring the no. classics, I was picturing like a Great Lakes, a Bell's. Nope. Yeah, Bell's makes a Christmas ale. It doesn't compare. But they, I saw that Great Lakes had, I think it was a bourbon barrel version of it, which I wouldn't like. But they had yeah. it next to the the Christmas sales. But we've already we've already got a six pack down of the Christmas sale, Michael and I, over the last week or so. Yeah, I gotta do a bonus review. Yeah, you gotta because, do a bonus review because I thought that was gonna be like a good, easy drinking holiday beer. So I need to do one more. I also picked up a Shiner. Oh, Shiner. okay. Holiday cheer. 
cute. Shiny, very cute labeling. Do you, can you? Yeah, can it's you, just it's like, like a simple red, white, very and green. simple, like mid-century modern holiday vibes. Yeah. And I love me some Shiner Bach. So shout out Shiner I, Texas. Bring me home. I think I've tried that one before. Uh, all right, so ale brewed with peaches and pecans. Yeah. Okay. 5.4, respectable. Uh, yeah, what's, I think, cheer for all. Only good vibes on this can. So, all right. Well, bottle, but set me right. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Good. It's great. Yeah. I needed something. Is it easy to drink? It's surprisingly peach forward. Oh. Which I did not see coming. Are you getting the pecans? I am. They're there at the end. So it hits peach, it ends pecan. This is almost like, this is a classy holiday beer. Like if I had to be like Barefoot Contessa, if she had to drink a beer, this would be like. Wow. I know. Like this just holidays sweet. in the Hamptons. Yeah. But it's like sweet, but it's like a classy sweet. It's not like sugar cookie sweet. Oh. Or like cinnamon sweet. This is peaches with pecans that are lightly creme brulee and like served in front of one of your three fireplaces because you come from privilege. Because <laughs> Michael and I work really hard. <laughs> I touche. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a B because it doesn't like. It's just solid. It, like, it yeah. doesn't pull my socks. There's nothing like wow, interesting, crazy about it. So you got a bonus review. That's nine beers that just came your way with ratings. We'll recap it <laughs> on the gram. But I feel like a lot of these are very like at least for mine. If you live in Michigan, you should be able to find all four of these beers anywhere. <laughs> and I think Shorts is pretty national. Like you can get Shorts where you live. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they should be pretty attainable um, for the ones that you might like out of those those groups. But that was fun. That was fun. I uh, somehow Great Lakes was the winner, and we didn't even taste it. But uh oh, uh oh, Corny's breaking things. She shouldn't have had that fifth. <laughs> so this uh, this brings us to how we're going to close the episode out today, which is a little recap of. One of my favorite Christmas movies. Courtney, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I had to put some thought to this. But last night when I had the realization that I'll be home from Chris, like I'll be home from Christmas with JTT, was in the running for a review today, and I did it, suggest it. It broke my heart more than I realized. So that might be my favorite Christmas movie. Wow. It just like had such a pinnacle place in my life. Like Jessica Biel loved basketball. And I was like, the most tomboy girl of all time. I was like, yes, see, like she still falls in love with the guy. And they have this, he like, the, it was like the most awesome love story for preteen Courtney that could ever happen. And it still brings me so much joy. I watch it every year. I watch it. It's every a good year. one. Speaking of pickles. Yeah. When he like yaks in the back of gr in granny's lap because they spilled the pickle juice on the dentures. Like it hits me every time. Oh, with that. Oh, we got okay. We we will recap that next year. Next year. Um. So I guess like Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a cast member on Home Improvement. Good segue. Which, 
was Tim Allen's show. Um, and so today, for you guys, we're going to be recapping Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Number one. Is this your number one? It's my number one Christmas movie. What's your number? Like, do you have a top three? Um, I like The Family Stone. See, I think I've only seen it once. And I think like I, I was like high school and I don't know if I could relate. I need to watch it again. It's sad, and but it's good. It's more of a drama. Okay. Um, I really like that. I also obviously like the Home Alone movies. One or two. Um, Gun to your head. I think to number two, I watched more as a kid. But I think as I watched them back as an adult, probably number one. But yeah. number two sticks in my head. Like the sh- when he's got like the... I don't know, just like the hotel room, the pizza, the limo, oh everything. Yeah. The talk. I had the talk. I had the. I had it too. Did you have the yeah. pink one, like the purple? Yeah, one? the pink oh. one. Yeah. What a time! You're oh. living the best lives. I know. I feel like you. They don't make movies like they did in like the 1990s and the 2000s. Well, that anymore. was one of my thoughts of just like a good, wholesome PG kid. Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the Grinch. The Grinch is in the top five. I do love, like the Jim Carrey Jim one. Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are your top three? So sentimentally, it's a wonderful life. Like we watch as a family every year. Okay. So that's kind of, and I hated it growing up. Like it was the most boring two and a half hours oh, of my life. For sure. Now I cry every year. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like cry every year. Um, Sleeper. Maybe not a sleeper. Depends who you are. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, stop. Heat wave. This is my Love. island. The sun. Yeah. I bet on VHS at my parents' house. Ugh, yeah. So I'll be home from Christmas. Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, I w- was not attached to the Santa Claus. Like, I looked it up. I would have been six when it came out, which is prime, I feel like, Santa Claus age. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I, I, but I watched it again, I feel like, for the first time in a long time last year. And I was like, this is a fantastic movie. So it's up there, but I feel like I didn't watch it enough for like it to have sentimental value. Yeah. Um, so I think I love the Santa Claus so much because I find Tim Allen to be hysterical, like in that like dad role. I think because we watched Home Improvement like religiously growing up and, and he's kind of like very similar to that character um and so i don't know like his humor like i was i like his one-liners there's things that definitely go over a kid's head that they talk about in this movie but um so i'm gonna play the trailer for everyone just so they can remember Um, while you pull that up i just want to say that i without knowingly grabbed the pickle beer as my casual drink drink right now so if that says anything about whether or not i actually like it here we are you do you do or it was, the, it was the winner. Make it through the rest of the pod drinking this. Wasn't it the winner of your ratings? Well, I had I had a tie. I had a B plus on the <laughs> Cousin Eddie's Blackberry Ale and a B plus on the Christmas Pickle. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. I'm going to get one. The Christmas Pickle? Yeah. We should just send. I have six, which is too many. You're going to mail me one? <laughs> I'll mail you. I'll mail you. It'll, it'll transport well. That's hilarious. Okay, without further ado, okay, the trailer. And children were dreaming of the presents Santa would bring. Somebody's on the roof. But this Christmas Eve, hey you, the unthinkable happened. You killed him. Did not. Now this night, something should happen to me. Put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. It's up to them. Let's go to save the day. Ah! 
Together, Scott Kelvin and his son Charlie take on the biggest job in the world. And though it has its dangers, nice teeth. He thought it was just for one night. You're the new Santa. I am not Santa Claus. Ah, you put on the suit, you're the big guy. What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? Then there would be millions of disappointed children around the world. He doesn't want the job. It was a dream. But it's growing on him. I've gained 45 pounds a week. Now he's getting into the spirit. Ah! There are a lot of kids that believe me. I want some ballet slippers. And getting ready for the biggest night of his life. How could I have done this without you, Charlie? Honey. Walt Disney presents a timeless tale that will warm your heart. It will be so close. Lift your spirits and make you believe. You really are Santa Claus. Pretty cool, huh? Share the merriment and the magic. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Tim Allen. Santa. The Santa Claus. You want to do a Rotten Tomatoes guess? Um, yes. I feel like it's going to be in the 60s. And then on just, IMDb, yeah. I'm I'm guessing like a 7.0 flat. All right, we're starting with the Santa Claus. I'm not looking. I'm going to say, wait, you got to pick. You can't just pick a whole decade. Tens. You got to pick a number. Oh, uh, 64. Okay. I'm going to go 73. I'm just optimistic in America. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's higher. What did I say? 73? It's 73. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's amazing. What do I get? What do I get? You get a pickle beer. A pickle beer. <laughs> we got five more. <laughs> You're going to be on number two here in a minute. I know. 73%. It's certified fresh. It goes a little down. So Santa Claus 2 gets 56% and wow. Santa Claus 3 gets 17%. Okay. I'll but, have to yeah. remember number two. I think that's maybe generous for number two. But um that's amazing it is it's just like i don't know it holds up like there really there was a few moments of like that wouldn't fly today um which we're not gonna get Wait, into that I, i'll cut it out but what are you referring to so when he goes to denny's and it's like all asian people i think it's hilarious you don't think that would fly today no Why i think that's that? a, that's very stereotypical I mean, they do a similar thing in It's a Christmas, like the Christmas story when they have to go to the Chinese restaurant for Christmas because so I think they burn the turkey and it's like they bring out the duck with the head and they say, I don't know. It's been done a couple times in movies. Yeah. But like to me, the Denny's scene with all of the dads who burnt the turkeys is so one funny. of the greatest cinematic scenes. So good. Yeah, that's what I was like. That's like one of the first like. So the backstory here is that uh, Scott Calvin, aka Tim Allen, uh, and his wife are divorced, and he gets a son for Christmas Eve, and he's kind of he's not like a deadbeat dad, but I think he works a lot, and he just hasn't really been like super present. So the son like would rather be with his mom, and he's just kind of like, "Dad, pick me up late." He's not ready for Christmas Eve, blah blah. blah. So Tim Allen's like trying to make a turkey, and like this whole meal, he ends up burning it takes his son to Denny's and like that is just such a like it's so funny when he's like <laughs> the waitress is like hates her life doesn't want to be there and he's like all right Judy <laughs> like, 
It's so good. And he like looks at the other dad. Oh, burn the turkey. He's got a cast on his hand from a burn. Like it's just, it's so good. It's also very sad. Like there is a part of me too, like through pretty much all of the movie, except for the last 20 minutes. And that's usually how most of these Christmas movies go. Cause it's usually like, Oh, the parents are divorced or like Santa's in jail or like, there's something really traumatic happening. Like in this like great joyful season of Christmas that like really bums me out. So yeah, like, all of these single dads who don't know what they're doing, taking their kids to Denny's, somewhat sad, but also like juxtaposition, comedy galore. It's so fun. Yeah, that scene is so funny. And I just think they, like the way Tim Allen acts and like does his comedy, it just is, it's just so like it gets me every time. Like I, w- I bet I would go back and watch Home Improvement st- like laughing out loud. And we we watch this movie every year and I laugh yeah. out loud at certain parts. Like he's just so funny. And well, like I was- do. Oh, go ahead. Well, that was like one of my takeaways. I was like, could anyone else have actually played his character and made it as enjoyable or likable? Slash, I don't, as I'll go as far as say like believable because he's his personality of how he portrays himself is so pessimistic, so negative. Yeah. That like when he is like accidentally Santa, it's freaking funny. Like, can you put anyone else in that role? Like, I was trying to be like, what if George Clooney, like George Clooney, was cast for this? Like, it wouldn't. No, fly like he's no not a comedian this. no yeah it's such a t- like perfectly tim allen casted role yes yes and it's like it's like kids can watch it because it's not like anything outright like bad but like there's so many like adult jokes that would just go over like a kid's head like him constantly ragging on neil his uh ex-wife's new boyfriend or fiance or husband uh so funny so funny and the little kid's so cute i do i did feel bad for him at denny's because like she she didn't have (laughs) chocolate milk and then he's just like mad at his dad and i don't know it just made me so sad yeah there are some parts it's like okay well because this does happen in real life and it it sucks. It's kind of sad. He's so, stupid cute. I didn't realize until like last year, this is so silly, that like the name of the movie, the Santa Claus, with like an E at the end of the word clause, is because of like the clause on the note card he finds when he accidentally knocks Santa off the roof. I don't think I ever realized it was actually in the title. Yeah. I mean- it's called the Santa Claus because of the clause, like contract clause, that when he puts on the suit, he becomes Santa. I'll be honest. I don't know if I didn't know that Santa Claus was spelled with the E. And anyone who knows me knows that that's probably true. I mean, I, I like spell. truly, like, I felt so, like, silly when I realized, oh, what a great name to a movie. Well, I do have in my notes of, like, really enjoy the puns. Like, the oh. with the ladder with santa claus there's a lot of puns yep. and i like a good pun and there's yeah i just feel like there's a lot of like good writing i don't know like the fact that tim allen works at a toy store he's like an executive or a sales rep for a toy store and then the like rose such a clatter such a ladder company with like the ladder appears outside of his house Genius. and then like santa's bed is a sleigh like there's just so many like cute things when he goes to bed in the north pole <sighs> his bed is a sleigh i don't know it's just like really cute little like intricacies that i thought were well thought out i would agree okay. well i was like obviously little when i first watched it i remember thinking bernard was like the head elf was just like the coolest like he just had such a cool job and he just like got shit done, you know? And I just remember like 
that actor. And then like seeing that actor when I'm older, he's in a bunch of like Seth Rogen, uh, Jason Siegel movies. Is he um, really? Yeah. Let me find. I, and he was on the show numbers. He like actually, Oh, David Crumholtz is his name. Um, <laughs> he is in. It's funny that you like think he, and maybe I would have when I was little. Because you, like, want to have a purpose and, like, having a job when you're little is cool. But, yeah. like, I watch it now and I'm like, why is he in such a bad mood? Like, you're on the, you're on the North Pole with a bunch of elves and you're making toys. Like, why are you so moody? Because he's my... a boss. He's the boss, man. Did you make a note of his pita sandwich? <laughs> I noted it in my head. But I didn't make a note. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, he gets to take it away. He gets to take it away. Also, like, was were pita sandwiches a moment in time? Like, Yes. You don't see pita sandwiches anymore. Like, I didn't think they were a moment in time way back then in, like, 94 or whatever this came out. But I do remember, like, eating pita sandwiches at one point in my life. Like, actually, pita, like, pita pocket. Pita pocket. Pita pit was a restaurant, right? Like, a little fast food chain. Oh, yeah. That, that's not the same. Because this was, like, actually, like, you cut a pita in half and, like, rip it open and stuff a bunch of stuff in it. But They were alfalfa sprouts, yeah. He is also, like, one of the main characters in 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, which is literally oh, yeah. like one of my all-time favorite movies, and he's so funny in that movie. Um, but he's in a lot of different stuff. But he, I remember he was in, he was in like Super Bad as like a, like side characters in these like Jason Segel, uh, Seth Rogen movies. And yeah, he's uh, he had like a long career after that, which um, I don't think like The Sun or um, a lot of the other like younger characters did. So I just thought that was interesting. Like thinking of my friend Nikki Hana, Nikki, Nikki Hannes, friend of the pod, strong friend of the pod. Uh, she just recently posted something of like little girls were like had crushes on. Say it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. She's yeah, like, I had a crush on Bernard. <laughs> God, that's so it's funny. so true. There's like a special group of us who were like it wasn't me, but Bernard was like your guy, and I was uh, JTT was mine. It's just it's so. That is so funny. I don't think I had a crush on him, but I just remember thinking he was cool. I did remember having a crush on, so like when Tim Allen, so we're jumping ahead here, but essentially Tim Allen gets arrested later in the movie as Santa Claus and like a team of elves go to like save him. And like the lead elf in that oh. group of elves, I remember thinking he was so cute when I was a little kid, which is like so <laughs> creepy now. But like, I don't know, it was like six. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, he was your size. I mean, he was your age. So it was yeah. Respectable. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. They're so cute. But uh, what I didn't like, so they go to the North Pole. He is Santa for a night. And then they wake up back in Chicago where they live, um, which, by the way, love a Midwest set movie. Snow. Snow is beautiful. Nothing, nothing like it. Um, and then they just gaslight his son. He gaslights his son for, like, the next, like, month that, like, that never happened. Santa Claus isn't real. And I just felt so bad for the kid because they're, like, telling him his reality isn't real. But obviously they sound crazy because no one thinks Santa Claus is real. So Do you think he was gaslighting bad. him or he, like, he was so, like, it can't be real? <clears throat> I think he deep down thought it was real but, like, didn't want to think he was crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he makes up for it at the end. Yes. Not to jump too far ahead. Of, like, you're the only one who ever believed in me. So, adults make mistakes, too. 
You know? I know. I know. That's true. And I don't know. It's just like a cute movie where like he all of a sudden starts gaining weight and has like a beard. And like I remember the scene where like he dyes his hair brown and then like shaves his beard off and then it just like grows back immediately. Like thinking that was so funny as a kid. Yeah. Well, I think like uh, probably because I was a fat kid, but like the whole <laughs> when he's at lunch and he's like, I'll have a Caesar with no dressing and some cookies <laughs> and some cheesecake and a hot fudge sundae. Hot fudge sundae on the side. Like, I don't know. It's like, that's the dream order. Like, let's keep going, man. Do it. Do it for the people. Well, I was like, what is this office where you can just, like, order off a menu and have all these options? Like, I guess maybe Marathon had something like that, but not not as good as that one sounded. I was like, I want to be in this work environment. Yeah. It was. This is a real probably tangent to, like, what most people would take away rewatching the movie again. But maybe this is post-2020 vibes. The whole, like, just, like, office culture, even in the smallest touches of this movie, it's, like, it's just, it seems so far away. And it's only, like, four years ago now. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, Michael and I were laughing because it opens up and he's at his, like, company Christmas party. And he gets on the mic and is, like, saying a spiel. He's, like, everyone drive safe. Like, everyone's drinking. It's, like, they didn't have Ubers back then, you know? And they're, like, oh, just figure it out and get home. And then yeah. at one point, he's like, somebody's secretary is like sitting on their lap. I'm like, this is such a 90s movie. Like, that's the type of stuff yeah. that I don't know that would fly today, you know? Yeah. Are you having a company Christmas party? Yeah. You're going to Texas for it? Yeah. Next week. Look at you guys. Still going strong. I know, actually. Yeah, we're not slowing down anytime soon. We're still traveling. We're going again in like beginning of January. Yeah. Well, that's what. So <clears> I've been. So when I worked at my previous job, I was pretty much still like remote, we can call it. So I haven't been to like a true corporate Christmas party since Marathon. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even name drop them. But since we can believe it we out. can name drop them. Yeah. I haven't been to a corporate Christmas party since Marathon, which is in 2015. And I thought this might be the year, but like text girl, if you're in the tech industry, it's just it's all about cost right now. So we're not yeah. having a Christmas party. <laughs> so, Do they normally? Like, David and I were just watching something. I was like, David, I would love to take you to a corporate Christmas party. Like, because he, he's never experienced like one of those. And like, they are a vibe. Like a corporate Christmas party, even in the like, I, yeah, let's get past the 90s. Like yeah. that. But like, there is something about. Mariprom. Let's get, <laughs> reference our marathon days in Mariprom. It was just like that was a time. Like that was a time. So I don't it's, know. But you still have them. So yeah, you know, uh, my companies are really fun because um, it's like a small company, and like a lot of my friends work there, and I'd say like a lot of the people that work there are fun. So it's like uh, usually like dinner and then dancing, karaoke, casino type thing but like people party people have yeah and like and this year is gonna be really fun because like we haven't had one in a couple years it's at margaritaville in texas (laughs) which is like a a jimmy buffer resort Um, so i guess we'll see i mean we'll see because the company's grown so much since our last one and then like we haven't had one in a couple years because of covid um so yeah we'll see it should be fun yeah i'm excited maybe like hot take i want a marathon Christmas party review on the next pod. Okay. I want full details, <laughs> snacks, food, 
Yucatan. Is Yucatan? I want to know if Yucatan still a place. It's called something so weird. I, we were just in Finlay. Uh, What's yeah. Chalkies. It's called Chalkies. Chalkies. Billiards and family entertainment is what it is now. Family? Yeah. Putting kids in there? It's got a it's 4.6 stars. It's a pool hall. Pool hall. They're letting what about kids... the Avenue Q? How well, that's not really family, family friendly. They were open oh, still, too. Gosh. Yeah, it looks like the dance floor is now like a bunch of pool tables. And oh, uh, they have a, a little travesty. bowling area. Yeah, things went down at the Yucatan, Courtney. Like, things that we shouldn't <laughs> All do. Right. My Back point to our was, recap. it made me seeing a Christmas, like a true Christmas party again. I was like, huh, haven't had one of those in a while. They are a vibe. And... Anywho, it is. It's 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 fun, and like corporate culture in the '90s is so different than it is now, too. Um, yeah, but no, it's like okay. So basically, a year goes by, and he is turning into Santa Claus slowly, and his ex-wife and her new husband think that he's insane, and they take his kid away from him. Like I was like, as like a mom, that, yeah, that was like, like hit me harder than any other time. Cause it's so sad to think about like, you're never going to see like this parent yeah. again. Yeah. Did we have to go that hard? That was my thing. Like <laughs> I get it. It's a moving. They want to take me through the trenches. That's why all the Disney people kill parents. That's why miracle on 34th street. They locked up Santa too. But like, yeah, like take, that was really unnecessary and hard to watch i know did you see uh he was like always had chuck taylor's on no i didn't uh, i don't know why that. i noticed that but he had a lot of like multiple scenes and like the one pair one time he had like uh red ones on i was like well this is pretty cool this would like still be cool today but yeah no they are hold on i gotta look at my notes i actually i took like three pages of notes and i haven't looked at anything yet um christmas parties are over can you believe that oh what time did they actually go to denny's because he got home from work after well, this christmas office, party after a christmas party it was dark out got home from work kid came over tried to make an entire meal had all of the sides prepared burnt the turkey that was supposed to take four hours and then they go to denny's what time is that time is that i mean it's yeah because he said four hours for the turkey yeah I've, yeah it was it was definitely late but i mean it's it's movie magic right oh why no rudolph rudolph um i think he comes in one of the later movies okay thank god so it's like comet's cute but why no rudolph i know i know oh the reindeer are really cute um and then when he's at the park uh, watching his son play soccer and all the kids start lining up and like <laughs> telling him what they want for Christmas. I thought that was really cute too. Oh, perfect. Um, and I remember the interrogation scene thinking it was so funny uh, when I was a little kid when he's like naming off, like he's like Chris Kringle. <laughs> he's like Santa Claus, like naming all the different like languages, versions of like the Italian Santa. And like, uh, he's like, Papa Gigio. <laughs> I don't know. That's that scene always kills me. But I did look up some trivia on the film. Oh, um, so actually, the like lead role was originally written for Bill Murray. But he turned it down, I think, because it was like more of a family film that he wanted to do. Okay, so my whole call out if someone else could play it, Bill Murray. I don't think he's Bill, like dad vibes. I I feel like I'd never seen him in a dad role or kid role. Cause that was another thing of like Tim Taylor does a, 
it's not even Tim Taylor's Tim Taylor. It is though. Like it almost seemed like it was uh, Tim Taylor. But yeah, like you, he's done a, a gazillion different kid shows and kid movies. Yeah. 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 No, and Bill Murray. No, no, no. Another crazy thing too is like, so this movie came out in 1994 and it was his first lead role in a film. Cause I think he was like a comedian uh, TV actor at the time. And at, for one week in 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie at the box office, which is kind of crazy that this movie was number one at the box office, the number one rated television show for Home Improvement, and he had a number one New York Times bestselling books, wow. which is titled Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's about, but it sounds rowdy. <laughs> I feel like someone recently <clears throat> just also had... No. That they're... Oh! Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah. This was yeah. it. He was the second actor to have the number one TV show, the number one box office. Yeah. And they were like, who's the second? Tim Allen. Oh. Oh. Well, there you go. All comes full circle. And you may or may not know this, but Tim Allen has a criminal record because he, I think he was busted being like a cocaine dealer or mule or something. Um, I, a, did you know that? Well, I always knew there was a scandal. And I feel like I was too young to know the details. And I've, feel like I never, but like, there's always been like, yeah, but he's kind of a bad guy, like in the back of my head. Well, I don't know if he's a bad guy. Okay. So Danny Tanner, RIP, um, he is a comedian too, but he played like a lovable dad on TV, but his comedy sketches were really raunchy and like, mm -hmm. and I, I wonder if Tim Allen was the same, but yeah. he was a, he got arrested for cocaine trafficking, uh, in Kalamazoo, uh, <laughs> airport in 78 so that was a long time ago i mean who hasn't done stupid stuff in their, <laughs> in their younger I mean, years whew. he is quite an, an amazing uh iconic uh mugshot that i'm gonna show you oh please do oh my i don't think i've actually ever seen this is that yeah. real yeah is that that's a mugshot yeah and i think he went to prison okay that's gonna have to go in like the well, we might have to hang that in our lounge. Because it's it, like he's a Michigan icon. There's only a few. It's like Madonna, Kid Rock, Tim Allen. How if I, I feel like that should be more ingrained in our history than it is. That is a beautiful mugshot. He's so funny, though. I mean, How would like, we not think he's a cocaine dealer? Look at him. I know, but like he's, a, he's also Scott Calvin, America's dad. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, let's see <laughs> any other final thoughts on the Santa yes, Claus. I have multiple. Um, My okay. favorite joke was when he just got to the North Pole and Judy is giving him hot chocolate and he goes, you look pretty good for your age. And she goes, thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. Yeah, I just caught that this year I because I had subtitles on and I never realized that she said that. And I thought that was so funny and cute because they're kid they look like kids, but they're like thousands of years old. Right. Yeah, oh, that's so cute. One of my favorites. Um, I said Neil, the stepdad, is the most punchable human being of all time. Oh, I've Judge, never punched Judge Reinhardt or Reinhold. He's in is a that lot his of real movies. Name? Yeah, he's in a bunch of movies too. He's he was in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's like the one of the main characters in that. I also made a note <laughs> of when he just wakes up and he magically gained thirty pounds, and he's like struggling to get out of back, <laughs> struggling to get out of bed, and like in back pain. I was like, that's kind of relatable for just like turning 33 of <laughs> just like, <laughs> where this weight come from and why am I in pain? He's like, the mirror's broken. And then he goes and steps on the, the scale and it just keeps going up. He's like, the scale's broken too. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, so I'm reading all this trivia and I guess like in certain scenes, like in the Denny scene and then uh, the, the show and tell where they bring their parents in, there's little people there that have elf ears. So there's elves hidden in these scenes that like we never picked up on. So now I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Oh, what a gem. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. Like the Rose Such a Clatter company and like the fact that he looks at a, works at the toy company. Like there, yeah, there's so many like insular things. This is such a random comment, but did you realize how terrible the music in the credits was? It was all of a sudden. So the music throughout the, like, there's like a fun rock number when he's like getting like, getting ready to like be Santa again. And then, yeah, then the credits hit and it's like a lullaby, like a love it song. It was so bizarre. It was like a bad Tony Braxton. And I was yeah. like, this isn't fine. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that is funny. Okay. that Those are... Those are my takeaways. I know. It's a solid one. If you haven't watched it in a couple years or if you've never watched it, what are you doing? But um, add it to your Christmas rotation. It's real. It it holds up in 2022. I think it's still a solid and it's still a funny movie. Like the jokes still hit. Oh yeah. That was like another one of like, cause when you said like some of this doesn't fly anymore, I was like, I honestly was searching for that and I, I felt like I didn't find it. We won't go into like what you saw, but I just thought like this still plays in so many ways. So. Well, I think the weight conversations too, at, when he's at the lunch table at work, like people like commenting on his weight or like, like making eyes at him when he's ordering, like that's like not okay either. But I mean, it's like lighthearted stuff. It's not like yeah. malicious or like evil. Natalie, he ordered four desserts. I mean, I've eaten four desserts this week because it's my birthday week, and I'm not mad about it at all. No, it's your point. <laughs> Easily explainable. But yes. in one sitting? No. Well, Michael and I got crumble cookies uh, <laughs> Tuesday night and ate, like, two and a half whole ones and bite, bite, bit off the other ones, too. And then last night, I got a free dessert at dinner, so, of course, got a peanut butter chocolate cheesecake that was amazing. And then also today I was like a bottomless pit. So I was eating the, the leftover cookies. Mm. So like I'm three for three on dessert days in yeah. a row. I went into the office today. So I did the math on gas and parking and I was like, I have to have this much free food before oh, I go to make it worth it. So for sure. you brought home some snacks. <laughs> You're like shoving them in your pocket. All the kind bars, <laughs> all of the climb bars and some turkey jerky. <laughs> <laughs> healthy <laughs> healthy this girl well there's only healthy snacks at this <laughs> mystery tower that i work for any that note happy holidays everyone happy freaking holidays have the best time be jolly don't work too hard this month i feel like it's a slow month at work enjoy that definitely and but for those long days find yourself a pickle christmas or a <laughs> cousin eddie's blackberry ale and uh wind down all right have yourself a merry christmas it's not a beer court it's a vibe it's a vibe cheers, cheers. goodbye